What is up, everybody? Welcome back to It's the Little Things podcast. I'm so glad to be back. I hope you guys can tell in my voice and on the screen that I'm so happy to be back. And I I genuinely have missed the podcast. And I kind of want to give today as like an update on what I've learned this past semester and kind of a rundown on the whole year, if we're being honest. I mean, it's been a crazy year. My junior year is coming to an end. I have finals on Monday. And then after that, I'm done with junior year. And then I'm on to senior year to graduate. And so it's just crazy. Like, where did the time go? And so I'm really excited to kind of get to chit chat with you guys today um, because it's just been such an incredibly um it's been such a learning experience this this semester as in general but honestly this whole year has been phenomenally just crazy like it's kind of crazy to look back on this whole year both semesters and Christmas break and just kind of looking back and seeing wow, how'd I get here? Like I'm a whole two semesters into college a whole year later and it's pretty crazy. And so anyways, I kind of wanted to tell you guys kind of what's been going on. Um, honestly, I haven't posted in a while. It's been a while and um, there's reasons for it. I have been having some pretty rough spiritual warfare and I want to be 100% transparent with you guys um I guess it's it's definitely not the worst I've had before but it's just been a my friend Carolyn explained it the best way that I think I could explain it I just feel meh spiritually like just ask me and I'm like meh I feel eh, you know meh right now and honestly not enough people talk about it seriously like what do you do when you feel meh spiritually? Nobody tells you because honestly, sometimes it feels like you're supposed to feel 100% on fire all the time. No questions asked. You better be in your word every day, which I do agree. We should be in the word every day. And that's something that I've set some goals for myself, but it's just been so meh recently. Just bleh right now. And it's not bad. It's not good. It's just, eh, you know, and I kind of lost this desire to be in the word. And so then the enemy was using that to say, you don't have the right to go and talk to people about Jesus. You don't have the right to get on a podcast and talk about it. And at the time, honestly, I'm glad I took that break because I really feel like I would have just been pushing out content without any purpose behind it and without the Holy Spirit filling the, the podcast, because I make a goal to to pray over the episode every time before I fill it, just so that the Holy Spirit will just speak through me into the podcast episode. Because I think that's so important. If I'm doing this to glorify Jesus, he should be invited into this situation. And so that's something I've learned recently too. But also, um, I didn't want to get on here and talk to you guys about being in the word and reading from scripture when I wasn't in the word and I wasn't reading from scripture. And I, I mean, it was very sporadic. It wasn't consistent. I felt this feeling of loneliness. And that is when, when I start feeling lonely, when I start feeling like people have better things to do than spend time with me, or I feel like, you know, middle child syndrome where I feel like I'm not getting enough attention. And it's not 
bad attention. I know people probably giggle when they hear me say that because if you know me, you know that I tend to be loud. I tend to be boisterous, like out around people, but, and, and that's true. But honestly, like middle child syndrome kicks in and I feel like kind of abandoned when people don't spend time with me or people aren't acting on what they're saying. And so I'm start to self-isolate and I'm like, well, if they don't care, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where my feelings are going to get hurt. I'm going to just hang out with myself. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to not talk to them, not reach out and not ignore people, but just do my own thing. And sometimes that's not bad to take a break from people. But in my case, when I self-isolate is when I fall into sin more often because I start griping. I start complaining. I start gossiping and I start getting really frustrated. And then I'm by myself all the time. And I have all these negative thoughts and all these frustrations. And that's when I fall into sin the most is when I self-isolate. Isn't that crazy? Everybody's so different, um, in that situation. And, um, and so I've really been taught recently that self-isolation for me personally is just a caveat to sin. Like I, pretty much almost always if I am falling into self-isolation and I start to sin and I start to fall back into those habits of sinning. And so finding those triggers for me was so important in these past few weeks. I, I don't even know when the last time I posted an episode, it's been so sporadic this whole semester, but this has probably been one of the busiest, uh, Last year, spring semester was pretty busy too because, I, as y'all know, I was working at Chick-fil-A and I had just transferred to live here. I was living by myself for the first time ever and I was going to blend and I was I was working like 30 hours a week at Chick-fil-A and I was a full-time student, which was a lot for me. Um, still healing from concussion, so that was pretty bad. But this one was a different kind of busy. It was school busy um, and socially busy and it I mean, honestly, I had to say no to a lot of things so that I was able to study enough. And so that was kind of hard for me because I wasn't getting that social aspect that I'm used to and that I and that I honestly need. Like I need that community social aspect to to recharge because I am an extrovert. And so I recharge around people. And so I wasn't getting enough social time because I was having to say no to school. But then when I was doing school, I was so exhausted because I wasn't getting social time. It was this basic like cycle of me just falling into self-isolation. And so I wasn't finding that balance. And so anyways, senior year is coming to an, or junior year is coming to an end. Senior year is about to start, but summer is here. And so that break is so perfect for me. And that's why I'm able to do the podcast today because I don't have finals till Monday. And so I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's film it. Let's get it going. But let's take a look back on junior year let's take a look back on this semester so as a lot of you know I was in a relationship pretty pretty long relationship um and then in December we ended things and so that's been a whole different season of life this semester I mean that adds a whole other different type of learning curve for me and so I haven't been single since I was 16 so it's just a little weird now going about to turn 21 and I'm single for the first time since then so it's it's a little weird um but not bad weird it's just a learning curve again and so that's something that I've been able to really lean into this semester is just leaning into that singleness and not in like a going out and flirting with every boy which you know let's be so for real that's okay too but like um basically working on my relationship with the lord like 
and that has been a huge thing for me is, you know, when you're in a relationship for that long and then you're single, you're like, what do I do with myself? Um, like you almost want to, and this is kind of, this is so silly, but you almost want to flirt with every boy because you're like, well, I'm single now. I can flirt with people, blah, blah, blah. And flirting is not a bad thing. Flirting is fun, you know, with the right intentions. Um, and this is so silly of me to be talking about this on here. I don't know how I feel about that, but we're just going to keep going. Um, and so that's been interesting for me because I have really, I mean, really almost daily having to pray about just focusing my desires on the Lord and the Lord only, because it is difficult out here to not look for male validation. And same goes for the guys that are probably listening. Like it's hard not looking for a relationship. Our whole lives are centered mostly around relationships I mean they are for the most part and finding that relationship and it's hard when people in college are dating and they're getting married and all these things which are so good and so beneficial and the Lord loves marriage but he also loves as Paul says so many times in Corinthians he also loves the single folk and Paul basically says in Corinthians you know if everybody could stay single I would hope that that would be the case because when you're single, you're able to only focus on what the Lord's desires are instead of having to focus on what your husband or your wife's desires are. And so, um, and it says that in Corinthians and I could look it up. I have my Bible out in front of me pulled to Corinthians because that's what I've been reading, but it's been so good to see that like singleness is not, it's not a punishment. It is not discipline. It is not a consequence of any actions you've had. It's a way that the Lord brings you closer to him. And that has been so beneficial for me because it actually shows me a lot of issues that I had in my previous relationship when I was, was searching for male validation and I was searching for that validation from somebody else that wasn't Christ. And so I think it's been so important for me to spend this time with him and spend this time growing closer to him and growing closer in community. I mean, I've been able to do things I wasn't able to do when I was dating. Um, you have more time to spend with friends and with community and serving biblically in ministry. And you're able to spend more time volunteering at church. You're able, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do when you're, when you're single that you can't do when you're dating. And it's not even just talking about flirting or dating whatever, but you're literally talking about just serving the Lord. You can do that in more ways. You can drop everything and go somewhere instead of having to talk about it and plan this thing with your spouse or your boyfriend or your fiance. And so I think that's been so encouraging to me is like, I have that freedom to serve the Lord with the time I have. And I don't have to worry about necessarily spending that time with somebody else. And it's not even a worry because you want to spend time with them, but it's a great way to use this time of singleness to serve the Lord. And that's something that I've learned a lot. And of course, of course, don't get me wrong. I mean, literally yesterday I was sitting here thinking about what my future husband could possibly look like. And I literally talked about it today with my friend. And so it this is it's okay to dream about that and the lord knows about your desire so i continue to pray for my future husband but it's also important to use that singleness and so that's something i've learned this semester and that's been so 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 great and i've been really really enjoying that honestly um it's been really awesome to get to learn that and see that um and how the lord's been using that to sanctify me but um another thing i've learned is um just taking breaks um, I've been having a lot of physical issues this semester, like a lot. Um, and 
just pains and physical exhaustion and fatigue and sickness. And so that's been a little bit new for me because yes, I had been used to concussions, but that never really slowed me down enough to hold me back too much. But I've been injured this semester, which is funny because this is, I mean, I work out consistently, but this is probably the least active I've been almost in my entire life. And so it's a little strange. Um, so that's been interesting to me and actually handing over my injuries to the Lord for healing or not healing. Um, I had a horrible, horrible neck situation a few days ago and which is crazy to think about, but I literally would cry myself to sleep every night for a few days. And this is not for pity. Okay. Don't pity me. I don't pity me, please. Um, but I'm telling you all this because I have a problem when I have an injury or a frustration. I will not lay it at the feet of Jesus. I just don't. When I have an injury, I really just want to tough it out. I don't want to be a baby. I don't want to be this like whole thing. I never think it's serious enough to pray about, which sounds silly um, when it comes to injuries. But oh my gosh, I was praying daily all day long for this neck thing to go away because I was miserable. And I think about how Paul, how the Lord put a thorn in Paul's side because he was trying to humble him. And that is kind of how I tried to look at the situation is that the Lord was using the situation to one, slow me down, allow me to rest, but also put a thorn in my side and, you know, tell me, hey, you know, you're not invincible your life is fleeting, get, get on the horse pal and get to work. And also to humble me because I do get too cocky sometimes with my lifting. I do get too cocky at work. I needed humbling. And I prayed, I've been praying for the Lord because my word this year is humility. And I've been praying for humility and the Lord humbled me a little bit and said, all right, here you go. Here's some humility. And it wasn't the way I was expecting, but it is the way he gave it to me. And that is totally fine. Um, so that's been super interesting. Um, but the biggest thing I have learned other than the singleness and the humility and all of those things, which this kind of goes along with humility, but the Lord has really showed me in this semester that I am not all that in a bag of chips because I mean, that goes along with humility, but I'm really not. And none of us are. And the craziest thing about it is that we have put ourselves in this place where we believe that we are great, fantastic, amazing, perfect, without flaw. Oh my goodness. Um, and so something that I've learned is I literally was exhausted and I could not get myself to film a podcast episode because I was just so exhausted and I didn't want to waste anybody's time because it wasn't going to be good. I had no, nothing to say. Zero, zilch, nada. And so I was going, I've been reading Acts. It's been a hot minute. I was reading Acts for a while. I was really trying to study it. Um, and I picked up my Bible after having like a little dry spout for, for days and I picked up my Bible and I said, I feel like I should read Corinthians. I feel like I just feel it. You know, the Holy Spirit was really tugging on my heartstrings because I needed this. And I literally sat and I read this scripture and I cried like a baby. And then I sent an audio message to my brother and I told him exactly what I was thinking. Because, ooh, 
Oh my goodness. See, this time I have no excuse to be tired because I did work this morning, but I don't have anything to do today, so I don't know why I'm yawning. But First Corinthians, um, starting at one, ver- uh, chapter one, verse twenty-six, and then I'll get you, get you going. But I, yes, so I read this. I was reading First Corinthians. It felt like I was reading it for the first time, and. Oh, I'm going to start at this early on. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I highlighted basically the whole daggum thing because I felt like I was reading it for the first time. I had already gone through. There was already markings and notes and what have you the first time I read it. Um, But I read it again because I felt like the Lord was telling me to read it. And so, anyways, I've said the same thing over and over again. Okay, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 8 it says, he will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That was the first thing I read. So I'm getting teary eyed at this point because I literally had felt like I was doing everything on my own. But I knew the Lord was there, but I felt honestly, I felt lonely. I felt isolated from my community. I felt like nobody cared about me. And that sounds so dramatic, but again, middle child syndrome. Um, but I felt so isolated from everybody. And I have family that listens to me, my aunt, my dad, my grandma. Like I, I talk to them almost daily, sometimes twice a day, you know, shout out, shout out y'all, I guess. Um, and I talked to people during the day, but I felt like so lonely and I felt so unsupported by community that I felt so alone that I wasn't reading the Bible because of it. I wasn't enjoying the word. And so when I read this, he will also keep you firm to the end. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son. It's literally saying, you know why you feel lonely because you're not relying on me. You know why you feel lonely because you think that you're going to carry yourself to the end. You think you're going to finish this semester without my help. Okay, sure. Sure, honey. Sure about that. Yeah. So that was a kick kick to the face, but also a warm hug, you know, kick then a hug, you know, like, you know, like when your parents get disciplined you and then they gave you a hug after and you're like, get, literally get away from me. This is a little bit different, but like, what the heck are you spanking me for? And then you're going to give me a hug. Yeah. Okay. No, you know, that's not going to work for me, pal. Um, but I read this and I was instantly like, oh my gosh, this is so reassuring. He's telling me, Yeah, you know, you have been trying to do this on your own. But regardless, God is faithful and he will carry you to the end. And he will, he is calling you into fellowship with Christ. And that is so key to that is not only will he carry me to the end, but through fellowship with Christ, that's when he'll carry me to the end. Boom. I mean, that's just too good. So then we're going to skip a church divided over leaders because that is a topic for another time. But we go down and it says, um, okay, we're going to start at verse 26. It says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were noble at birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. 
If you need to hear that again, because I don't want to read it again because I only have about 10 minutes left and you know how I love to talk. If you need to read that again, reverse it because, oh my goodness, I'm not kidding. I read that over and over and over again for uh, for like 10 minutes and I just kept, I mean, I sat there and just wept on the floor of my bedroom and I was like, that's what I needed to hear. And some of you are like, what are you talking about? You basically just told me a whole bunch of nothing. And let me tell you, we come, we are nothing. Okay. We are nothing without Christ. He comes to us and meets us where we are, the weak, the lowly. I mean, all the things that you would expect that the God that we serve, the holy God that we serve would not come to talk to the lowly and gentle and not gentle, but the lowly and um, not influential and the scum of the earth, as they say, that God would not come down to those people, but he does. And the thing about it is not only does he come to us when we are scum of the earth, but he comes to us and he qualifies us for the work that he has us doing. So he does not call the qualified. He does not say, okay, that person's really good at speaking because Paul was not good at speaking. And he says it multiple times in the Bible. Paul was not good at speaking. Paul killed Christians. Paul did a lot of things when he was Saul. God turned him around, met him where he was at, called him for greater, and then he qualified him for it. He didn't say, he didn't instantly just make him a great speaker. He just gave him the Holy Spirit, filled him with the Holy Spirit and said, here you go. This is what you got here. You're qualified for this because of me. From That's from Christ, you know. And that absolutely just broke me down because I was reading that and I was like, you're so right. I needed a reminder that I am nothing without Christ. And when I separate myself from him and I seclude myself and I want to do it all by myself, I will not be able to like ever. And this podcast is nothing without Christ. If I take Christ out of the equation, this podcast is just me spitting on a microphone and looking at a camera of myself. Like it's nothing. It's just, it's pointless. And the Lord takes those who are considered nothing, nothing to the standards of this world. He takes those who are considered nothing and makes them something. He makes them something. And if that doesn't encourage you, I don't know what does, because I know from a, uh, from a perspective of somebody who has been told they aren't enough. I mean, more times than not, I have been told that I am not enough. Uh, my dad reminded me the other day of this coach when I was in high school that watched me play. And he was a high school coach. And he said, she's never going to be good enough to play in college. You might as well stop her right now. She's never going to get there. And I wish I was kidding. That sounds like the dumbest thing. That sounds like something from a movie. It really does. But he literally said, she's never going to be able to make it to college. You better stop. Like, you might as well just stop now. She's just not going to make it. She's not good enough. And sure enough, I made it to college and I played softball. Even though it finished early, I was there. And if that was, that just reminds me of that situation. I, there is no way on this earth that I would have made it to college to play softball by my own, anything that I would have done. Nothing. 
I mean, without my dad driving me to practices before I could drive, without my dad driving me to practices even when I could drive, then after that, driving me to tournaments, flying me to tournaments, paying for things, like literally without my dad and without the gift that the Lord gave me, which was the ability to play and, and an able body to be able to play and endure so much daggum trauma for my body. But without my earthly father literally doing those things for me, I would not have been able to go play in college. And so then when you think about this from a different perspective, okay, let's separate the sport. Let's separate all of those things. I genuinely would not be able to do what I'm doing right now on the podcast at school, doing all the things I love without Christ. And I wouldn't be able to spread the gospel because I'm, believe it or not, a naturally socially anxious person because I am so worried about people pleasing that I care too much and that I'll just keep my mouth shut in public. And the Lord has completely transformed me in that way that I can now talk to people just randomly and be able to talk to about Jesus and talk about the gospel and how much he's changed my life without feeling embarrassed. And I don't, that has been such a huge transformation for me, especially this semester, letting go of all the social anxiety and people making fun of me and telling me that me being loud, me being annoying, me talking to everybody or talking too much, letting go of all of that because the Lord has made me who people could find annoying. Okay. This is just one of the things, finding the lowly, finding the, the people who are considered obnoxious, people considered disgusting, people considered, you know, the standards of the world are not the standards that us as believers are held to. And when we hold ourselves to these standards, we're continuously shoved down and kicked down and kicked in the dirt. And the thing that the Lord has told us many times, but specifically in first Corinthians, he literally tells us, Hey, you are considered this by the world, but, but let me tell you, you are not that anymore. You are not disgusting. You are not scum of the earth because I have made you into something that is so great. I've met you where you're at and you are going to do amazing things for the glory of the kingdom. And that is so encouraging to me. And so let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. I mean, amen. You have the ability to boast because of what Christ has done in your life. And if that isn't fantastic, I don't know what is. Because like in any time that I feel like I need to brag about myself, I mean, it is the weirdest thing ever not being a college athlete anymore. And it's been a while, okay, for the people that know. It's been a while since I was a college athlete, and it still sounds so dorky to to talk about it so often. Um, but it's something so great because through that story, the Lord has given me so many amazing things, and he has changed my life through that story. And so if I don't talk about it, I can't share my testimony and I can't share all the things. And so I'm able to boast through what the Lord has done and be able to boast in how he has completely transformed me from a mediocre softball player with potential brain damage to who I am now, which you would have no idea about those things because the Lord has completely transformed my life. And so basically that is a one of the biggest things I've learned this semester is that honestly, you are nothing like just it sound you you almost want to get frustrated when you first hear it if you're not thinking of it kind of the same way I'm thinking of it you almost want to be like what do you mean I'm nothing you're telling me I can't do it. no you can't you can't you're nothing you're really nothing like I just want to tell you that because apart from Christ you are nothing um God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are 
So the things, the things that this, the world has set the standard that the world has set a standard that is unreachable. It's just unreachable because Satan doesn't want you to be Satan doesn't want you to reach that. Ask any famous or rich person. They're never they're always going to say the money's never enough. It's never enough. There's got to be something more. And we're always shooting for the rich and famous person. We're always shooting for more. We're always shooting for better. And that is a standard that will never be met because better does not exist. There's not a line that you can just be like, oh, that's better. There's never um, to where that's the best. And the Lord has nullified all the things that the world considers that are because we are not. We are not. And through Christ, we are. And he has nullified everything that the world has said is important and is the best and is better. And so I just want to remind you guys that apart from Christ, you are nothing. And that is okay because he has made us something and he has qualified you to do the work you're doing. And I think that that is so exciting and so fun. And I just know that you guys are going to go into this world and know that you are something through Christ and have a confidence that everybody's going to look at you and be like, where is this confidence coming from? And you're going to have it because we have Christ and we have a peace that, that nobody else can understand if they do not know Jesus. And so anyways, go into this day, go into this week, go into this month, go into this summer with such an attitude of confidence and love towards other people, because that is who Jesus is. And also love your neighbors, love each other, look at people, give them a hug, unless they don't like physical touch, don't give them a hug then because that'd be weird. Um, And just be a light for the Lord, because honestly, you are a light. Let your light shine. Don't cover it up with all that insecurity and self-doubt because of the world and their standards because they're unreachable but i love you guys i'll see you next time actually this time because now i have time love you guys Bye.